I think I walked 13 miles barefoot because I couldn't fit my foot in a shoe. And so I put some moleskin on the bottom of my feet. My feet were destroyed for weeks. I couldn't, all my toenails fell off. Um, this year, just two blisters, but toe socks saved my life this year. And welcome to the Run the Race podcast, where we talk about fitness and faith on a weekly basis. You know, we all need motivation, maybe to lose weight or get stronger physically or get closer to God as we all seek purpose in life. I'm your host, Jason Dennis, hoping to inspire you to run the race of life as we sit down with fascinating guests digging deeper into the mind, body, and soul. Let's do this. Ah, yeah. Welcome into the Run the Race podcast, episode number 111. So we are uh, in this uh, hot month of June. It actually feels like almost 111 degrees around here. Uh, Temperatures in the uh, 90s, but the humidity making it feel a lot hotter here in the uh, Georgia and Alabama area. Uh, uh, Really dangerous at times to go out there and run or walk if it's after uh, 11 in the morning or noon. So uh, be safe out there, hydrate lots, take rest breaks, that kind of thing. So uh, don't overdo it. But, you know, this is a good time of year if you're outside and training for something, um, a race or something else, uh, an athletic event or whatever. Uh, if you are if you train, you know, in the summer months in these uh, rough areas in the south, uh, it really kind of bodes well for you in the fall because your body would be like, wow, this is a lot easier, right? So, um, you know, we uh, talked on the last episode a little bit about, uh, you know, I gave you my journey of faith that I shared on another podcast and uh, my journey of running and television news. Um, and, uh, you know, part of that uh, as well, I, I, in that episode, I talked about uh, crewing for my son's run across Georgia team. Uh, for this episode, we have a really inspiring young lady here in the Columbus, Georgia area. Uh, her name is Sasha Hathaway, and she, uh, not as a team, but by herself, did the 277 miles running across Georgia solo. It took her about four and a half, five days. Really an amazing feat. We talked to her about that, and, uh, and so I'm going to introduce uh, her to you in just a minute or so. Uh, and, and later on in this podcast, make sure to stay tuned and listen in after my conversation with Sasha. I'm going to give you a, a race recap. My 19th state uh, in my pursuit of all 50 for marathons. Uh, this one was a quick trip up to the Boston, Rhode Island area, and uh, for a very unique marathon to say the least, uh, loop after loop. So you're going to want to stick around and and listen to that. But you know, we just had Mother's Day, I guess about a month ago, and uh, this is a mom uh, that I have had the honor of knowing for the last year or two, uh, Sasha Hathaway, who was born and raised in. Uh, Timucula, California, if I pronounce that right. She has two kids, uh, really cute, uh, awesome kids, seven-year-old Rylan and six-year-old Dawson. Uh, she grew up as a sprinter and uh, in high school and uh, you know, kind of did 5Ks, but she really didn't do the long-distance running until she moved to this Columbus Fort Benning area uh, about three years ago. And she's been a hairstylist for nine years. Um, they got stationed here in, in 2019. And I ran her first half marathon in June of 2019, so just three years ago. And that was with Big Dog Running, uh, which she is now an employee for. It's Big Dog Fleet Feet in downtown Columbus. Again, we're just south of Atlanta. And uh, her coach uh, comes from there as well, Kina, who was the race director for Run Across Georgia. 
So she's done a, a six-hour race, and she won that. Uh, then uh, last year, 2021, uh, she's fast-forwarding very quickly to these uh, long-distance runs. She attempted to run across Georgia in 2021, made it about halfway, uh, about 130 miles, but she uh, had a really rough go of it. She describes that experience and blisters and her feet being destroyed and some of the lessons she learned and mistakes she made. And then she tried it again this year, uh, just a few weeks ago, and she was able to complete that task, uh, ending on a, starting on a Wednesday morning, ending on a Sunday night. Uh, four and a half days, she ran across Georgia, 277 miles, and finished it solo with the help of some of her friends and supporting and crewing. And uh, again, she's been a single mom for the last two years and loves uh, having her uh, kids come to work with her. She calls it a, a blessing. But you know, there's some challenges, of course, to being a single mom as well. So she is open about all that and her uh, running life and, uh, and and faith as well. So here's my conversation with uh, Sasha Hathaway. I'd like to welcome Sasha Hathaway to the podcast. Thank you. So, And this is your your first podcast, yeah. perhaps? All right. Nice, nice. Well, uh, you know, it pales in comparison. I have my Run Across Georgia shirt on that I did five years ago as a team, and I think I did about 32 miles um, and over the course of a day and a half. Uh, you uh, completed Run Across Georgia by yourself. I mean, you had crew, but you did all the 277 miles. So uh, this was a few weeks ago. You're recovering now. So, well, first of all, how are you feeling? I mean, do you do you feel still feel that uh, kind of energy and adrenaline that, hey, I accomplished this? Or It still hasn't hit me. I know everyone's always talking to me about it, but it still hasn't hit me that I've really finished 277 miles. <laughs> I think I'm still trying to get my sleep back and get back to normal, um, but it still it still doesn't feel real that I really finished it. Wow, we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, you know you you're being a single mom of two kids and and working at a running store helping folks with with their goals uh, as well. But I did want to talk about run across Georgia some, and you've got a boot on right now. So uh, so this is a an injury uh, that happened during the event, right? Yeah, third day in, I felt my foot start to hurt. I just thought, well, it's probably just a cramp or, you know, maybe a little sprain. Just kept running on it. And then my ankles started turning purple a week after the race. So I got it checked out and stress fracture. Wow. Yeah. So uh, it was uh, a while for recovery, perhaps, or? No, I think maybe a few weeks. Okay. Take the butte off and I think it'll be fine. Gotcha. Yeah. But, but wait for running. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no more. No, not train for and run across Georgia. Yeah. Well, first of all, you know, you did run across Georgia. They attempted it solo last year. So tell me about, for the folks that may be listening and thinking, you know, man, a 5K or a half marathon sounds like, you know, a, a, a tough goal for me. Why attempt 277 miles, you know, solo across this hot peach state? Yeah. So becoming a single mother and um, taking on two jobs and then just thinking, why, you know, why couldn't I do it? And it was a lot of hard work, you know, on the treadmill. I did a lot of my running on the treadmill because I didn't have babysitters. I don't have anyone to watch my kids every single day to run. So I'll be on the treadmill five to six hours sometimes, you know, taking little breaks, jumping off, feeding my kids, coming back and jumping back on the treadmill. But anybody can do it. Wow. Yeah. So uh, for you, was the why just to kind of prove it to yourself or to yeah. others? Or? Yeah, just myself. Nobody else. Yeah. I just felt like I could do it. My kids were watching and 
and I did it. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, tell me about the training leading up to something like this. Maybe last year and, and this year. Is it? Do you uh, kind of try? You have a coach when you try to hit a certain amount of miles per week or per day? Or? Yeah. So, Vikina Yutz has trained me and did my my, little, my chart to everything. Usually, seventy miles a week is kind of ideal. Sometimes it would work out and sometimes it would not work out 70 miles a week with two little kids, you know, exhausted, working sometimes 10 hours, days at work, and then going to the treadmill was not going to happen. So, I mean, some, some weeks were right on the mark for 70 miles and some were, you know, 30 maybe. So it was it was tiring i think it was more tiring than run across georgia to train for half the year <laughs> because because that's months and months of doing yes, this yes. and do you have to train in other ways like mentally or prepare for like okay nutrition and i need to know what i can or should eat and drink during this uh five-day journey yeah so everyone's different i mean a lot of people will take a lot of nutrition goo tailwind for me i didn't take anything of those i just was eating you know I saw, you know, a market on the side of the road. I was picking up oranges, apples, uh, watermelons, tomatoes, put salt all over everything, ate it. If I wanted a burger, you know, I just did like, just ate everything I possibly could because the sun took a lot out of me. Um, but through training, I didn't, you know, it's, it's a whole different thing. Training and getting up to the race is two different, you know, I learned a lot from the first time, you know. So the first time I packed a whole entire RV with tons of food I didn't even eat. Yeah. So this year we, I had one crew member in a Jeep and we packed a few snacks and ate on the way. Whatever I saw, whatever I, saw I told them that's what I want. Kind so. of no frills essentially. Exactly. Yeah. So in the first time you did it um, in 2021, uh, remind me, you made it 100 miles or more 130. than 130. 130. Mm -hmm. Okay. Gotcha. And I remember seeing you at the finish line there a year ago, and you, you oh know, my you, gosh. Cut, you couldn't even straighten. I mean, <laughs> yeah. your, your legs couldn't mm -hmm. bend almost. Yep. Right? Yeah. No, I had blisters everywhere. Blisters all over my feet. I couldn't get. I did not bring. I brought a few pairs of shoes, but I didn't think how massive my feet were actually going to swell. So I couldn't get my shoe on. So uh, Kina came and cut my shoes open and I could walk a little bit. I think I walked 13 miles barefoot because I couldn't fit my foot in a shoe. And so I put some moleskin on the bottom of my feet so I didn't tear up the bottom of my feet walking barefoot. And then she cut them open and my feet were destroyed for weeks. I couldn't, all my toenails fell off. Um, this year, just two blisters, but toe socks saved my life this year. <laughs> I, was, I learned my lesson of toe socks will. So after that, you know, rough experience, especially for your feet a year ago, you know, were you, you know, kind of, you know, thinking that, uh, well, one and done, you know, or were you bound to determine that I'm going to finish it, you know, next time? Um, right was I finally said I, I'm done to my team, I definitely don't think I was gonna come back out. I gave it a few weeks, probably a month or so actually. And then I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going back. And they all thought I was crazy, but I was like, I have to go back. Like, it's just, I have to finish it. Like the goal was to see my kids at the end. That's all, like that was the highlight of it, was to see my two kids there. Yeah, and six-year-old and a seven-year-old. And then, I mean, I remember seeing that that moment. Um, I was on the stage kind of overlooking you guys and you just were just, I mean, even from a distance, mm -hmm. you could see them and, the, and the, your friends and you were just seemed like in tears, you yeah. know? So what was that like, you know, seeing them at the finish line and seeing all these people that, you know, have, run with and supported you, you know, along the way. Yeah, it was the best feeling in the world. 
I wish I wasn't so exhausted <laughs> to actually like, you know, fully grasp all of it. But it was just like, just looking around. I was like, do you guys really waited? You know, the cutoff I think was at 7.30 and it was eight something. Um, so they all waited and just seeing other people cry just cause you know, it was just emotional. Um, but the best feeling was just to grab my kids. Like, yeah, they, they were cheering me on it's last year, this year, and they love going to school and telling everybody I don't think anyone believes them, but because um, <laughs> nobody, yeah, it sounds crazy, but they definitely are so proud of me. So yeah. best feeling in the world. And let's go through kind of how it all happened. Um, speaking of the timing of things, um, you started on that Wednesday early morning. It was mm -hmm. the, it was uh, dark. And so essentially how it works is people drive to Tybee Island, just beyond Savannah, and then you run back. You know, to, And usually it's done as a team, eight to 12 people. So you split it up and everybody does, you know, 30 to 40 miles. But you did the whole thing, 277, um, you know, yourself. So you start on Wednesday morning. Are you, you know, I assume you're feeling pretty good at that point and you, you, you want to you don't want to go out too fast because you know you've got this potentially five days to, to do this right mm -hmm. yeah so last year that's another lesson I learned I took off I was so excited I took off and I was exhausted so that's what stopped me from this year I would just like let everyone pass me and I was like well, we're gonna pass each other the whole entire race so I don't need to keep up with anybody so I just went I just went really slow put my music on was just waiting for my kids to wake up to call me and just have conversations just to keep me awake and going. But I cut off a lot of time from last year, just taking my time, drinking a lot. You know, last year I was just, didn't want eat, drink, just wanted to keep, keep going. And that's what, you know, essentially took me out. So <laughs> this year I did everything better, you know, obviously way better. And so everything, you know, it worked out. And a lot of people want to know, okay, so each of these five days, or do you have a certain goal of, okay, I want to hit this many miles each day, or do you go and sleep um, in the Jeep or in a hotel and that kind of thing? Yeah, so you have to at least get 60-something miles a day, um, or you'll be pushing a lot of miles at the fourth day or the fifth day. Um, so definitely the first day, I think I was close to 70, which I was feeling great. It goes downhill after that though, like 70 miles a day is a lot. So um, it would go down, but I would wake up, you know, take like a 30 minute nap and get back up and try to keep going. Honestly, if you're just not moving, there's no point of keep like to keep going. It's like, you need to take some couple of hours of sleep because you think you're moving, but it's like a 15, 16 minute mile, you're like, yeah, so it's time to take a nap. So I, I last year that's that's another thing. I just was not I was I was like, No, I'm just gonna keep going but my team was like, But you're not moving. Like we're waiting for you for hours to get to the next checkpoint when it shouldn't be. So this year I was like, Okay, I'm just listening to my body take a 30 minute nap and then get back out there. Yeah, so now you wouldn't like sleep for the night. You wouldn't like a normal person sleep for like, you know, five to eight hours. You were taking naps in the Jeep or? Yeah, so no hotels. We just slept in the back of the Jeep, uh, got a cushion back there um, and just took all my naps. And he would wait up at the next stop for me and just take his nap. So he felt refreshed for me when I got up there and did my first aid kit back there, you know, switched out my socks, had to pop a couple blisters, and that was my home for the last four and a half days. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, and, and do you, you know, um, are you doing uh, like running or, and people, you, people hear 15, 16 minute mile pace. I mean, is there a lot of walking involved or kind of uh, fast walking? Oh yeah. That, that was came into training too. Walking is harder than running to me. I mean, it's, it's hard to walk, um, especially when you're hurt. You're like, you might as well run. 
it just feels better to run at that point. So yeah, um, yeah, no, I did walk a lot of the, you know, especially in the daytime, it's, you know, the hills are brutal. So you just walk up the hills, run down them. Um, but yeah, definitely walked. And people that don't know about running across Georgia, perhaps, or they're hearing you describe this, I mean, you are, you know, going from Tybee Island to Columbus, you're on back roads, you're on kind of um, semi-highways, and you're running towards traffic on the road. Nothing's blocked off. Police don't block anything off, and you're each checkpoint's every four to seven miles. So were you running, were you trying to, like, avoid the sun, or were you kind of like, okay, I'm going to run when I can when I feel good enough to. You know? Yeah, no, I didn't avoid any sun. I was just out there. Yeah, I have to, you just have to get as many miles as you can because a lot of people like just rest in the daytime and run through the night. For me, when it gets nighttime, I'm exhausted. I feel like it's just like you're used, used to going to bed at night, so it just makes you tired automatically. So when I had the chance, I just kept going. If I felt awake and ready, I was I was going daytime or nighttime because. The nighttime, I knew I was gonna just sleep all night, and it I was gonna be ending up just like last year, is not being able to get back. So yeah, lessons learned. But, but the heat, I mean, you know, it's been worse Memorial Day weekends before around here. It's been you know 90s and felt like 100. This was around, I think the highs hit about 87 degrees, and the humidity wasn't it wasn't horrific. I mean, it was bad enough, but it wasn't the feels like wasn't in the 90s. So, um, but dealing with that heat, I mean, there's not a lot of shade when you're running across Georgia. So how, how did you and your body handle that? I mean, were, were, did you um, feel like that you were prepared for that? Yeah, I think I do better running in the heat. A lot of people cannot stand running in this heat. I like running in the heat way better than cold. So I was fine. Um, I had a sun hat and all that stuff, but at some point I felt like my head was swollen. <laughs> I felt like everything was swollen. So I didn't even put any hats on or anything. So I did get a sunburn and I started peeling probably a week after the race because I definitely got burnt out there. Wow. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talked about your boot being on now and, and the three days in, so a little more than halfway done, perhaps, you had the stress fracture that maybe you, at that point, you didn't know that, okay, this was an actual injury. So did you feel something pop? Did you feel like, okay, man, this is feels different than it did day one, you know? Yeah, I didn't feel it pop. I just was running down a hill trying to stop myself from going too fast. And I could feel like an ache in the top of my foot um, that I started to limp on for just a little bit and then it would go away and then it'd come back some other time and um, I think my adrenaline at the end kicked in where I didn't feel any pain at all in any of my body. I felt it obviously. <laughs> when the race was over I felt everything that I probably should have stopped on. But you're finally still you're not moving anymore. Yeah exactly. So what's I mean in terms of a lesson for folks that are listening you know um, how did you do that in terms of the pain you're going through the blisters and the this this potential stress fracture and just overall your body's probably your shoulders everything's kind of hurting. How do you push through that pain? Is that more of a mental or a physical thing? It's mental. It's all mental. You're gonna, you're gonna hurt. You're gonna be in pain. Um, everything's gonna hurt. So I mean, you just have to be prepared to sign up for a race that you know you're, you're not gonna be a okay when you get back. You're gonna, you know, yeah. have something going on. Did you have any moments like day four or day five where you were like, I just don't think I can finish this. I, I don't, I don't think that. Or, or were you kind of just, I'm gonna do it if you have to kind of, if I have to crawl across the finish line. Or yeah, day three, I think I got really dehydrated and I thought, oh my gosh, this is probably the last, the only day that I'm pushing to like, so I don't have to run tons of miles on the last day. So I thought, I think this is it. I don't think I'm feeling too well. 
Um, and I've, of course, I've called people. I'm like, hey, I'm closer. You guys should come and crew me. And they got there and I thought, oh, I don't think I'm going to make it, you guys. And they're like, no, just rest. Put your feet up. Um, and so finally, I think I walked three miles with uh, Cheyenne Cherry and we did not. She was like, you don't remember any of it. And I said, I don't remember any of it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was like, uh, you know, like I was hurting. So I was like, I don't remember it. Finally, I kind of like kicked out of it and I, you know, was like, okay, let's keep going. And I was, every time I woke up, I'm like, how far is everyone ahead of me? You know, and they're like, they never passed you. And I was like, oh, like, you know, so every time it felt, you know, weird being like, how far, you know, or the, you know, is the people that I'm going, you know, the soloists, like how far are they? You know, you never want them too far, you know, ahead of you. Like, just want to keep up just to make sure you're on track. You know, it's not a competition for me to like who gets back first. It was just like, I don't want to be like, oh, you know, way behind. So yeah, you want to kind of keep it, Yeah, exactly. And you had all these other teams, you know, these are teams of eight to 12 uh, other runners, females and males that are kind of maybe passing you along the way, especially on that fourth and fifth day. So, I mean, were you, did that do something for you to see other people out there doing the same thing, but obviously in a much different fashion? Yeah. yeah so when you think about like, everyone passing you, it's kind of like, oh, like, I don't want everyone to pass, you know, you've been out there for already three days. So you're like, I don't want everyone to pass you. So last year I was kind of like trying to like, just keep ahead. Maybe they won't pass you. Maybe you'll get back before the teams. And this year it was so different. Like when someone passed me, like everyone was screaming, everyone was yelling. Everyone's like, we're watching you. I don't even know who half of, you know, <laughs> it was awesome though, but I was like, uh, you know, but so I was super happy to like run into a few people like you and another uh, Kelly Moore and I run with her, or she works at Big Dog. She caught up to me and it was like the best feeling. I was like, I, you know, we can run together for a little bit. Yeah. So it was it was nice to see everybody. She was with the Stroller Strong Mom. Exactly, really, so. yeah. Um, and speaking, of, you were talking about the crew earlier. You had one person that, you know, that started with you and I guess maybe was with you the whole way, but you had other people kind of come along the way. I know uh, Kara Lee, um, who's, a, you know, with Columbus Roadrunners and Big Dog. I think she ran the last like 12 or 13 miles with you and and so what did it what does it mean and and how important was it to have people that were kind of you know rooting you on and kind of picking you up and giving you the food and drink and sleep that you needed that kind of thing oh my gosh it was great just um kevin Veldhusen is the one who crewed me the whole entire time and he he took good care of me like i wouldn't have finished any of this without him um megan sperry met me in cassetta one of the biggest hills through the whole entire race. She pretty much carried me. You saw when yeah. you got to me, she yep. was pretty much had me on her shoulder and like, you know, we were walking up that huge hill together. I wouldn't have made up that hill without her. Um, I got to the end of Cassetta and Victory Drive where we had to cross over the highway. Chris Greer met me down there with Cheyenne and Chris ran, uh, walked and ran with me. That was encouraging too. Um, to, and then Carolee took over, and she, when she took over, she took over. She was like, <laughs> We're just, gonna keep moving she, exactly. And so um, that was motivating, just to you know keep up with her. And um, it was it was exhausting, but I think I was. It could have we could have been running like a nine something minute mile at the end of it. We were booking it, yeah. So I was like, I, I was so ready to be home. Yeah, let's get this done. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember that's what you said when I when I when I passed you and, and said hi and and uh, you because um, I was crewing for my son's team and uh, you I think you the things you said you may not have remembered you said um, you know uh, they're getting me chicken and <laughs> I want to go home 
I think, I think those are the two things you said. Yeah. I'm not sure you you were, you yes. were, might have been out of it, yeah. but, but those are some nasty hills. And, and, and it was like, you know, in the afternoon on a Sunday, so it's, you know, 80-something degrees. So, I mean, and you're probably, at that point, you're kind of toast. You're right. just kind of surviving, you know. Right. Um, and, you know, looking back, I mean, you know, um, for you, what do you hope, you know, you know, your kids, but other people as well, get out of your experience and the fact that you, as a single mom, um, as a woman in her late twenties, you know, able to do something like this and, and achieve it. You know, you had support of others, but listen, you did all those miles. Yeah, like I said, it's just a mindset thing. Anybody can run this race as long as you know you think you can do it. You can do it, and you know, just train for it and. It, anybody can do this race. Yeah. Anybody. Yeah. But you but you gotta you gotta train for it properly. Yeah, train for it. I mean just don't like I can do it and then meet us out you know, and go out there. you definitely have to train for it. Yeah. And there's, you know, we've you know, we've got great runners to help you, you know, get to that point. But um yeah, anybody can as long as you think you can run across Georgia, you can run across Georgia. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, and tell me about, you know, we were talking about your kids, um, you know, uh, Rylan and uh, Dawson, seven and six years old, uh, just 13 months apart, and now they were at the finish line, and they're with you a lot on your jobs. Um, you know, uh, as, as a mom, um, I mean, what you know, you talk you talk to me off mic about how it's such a blessing to to be a mom to them. I mean, what does it mean to you know to um, you know? I mean, you want to keep active, but you know, for them to, for them to see you running and doing something like this. Yeah, they're they're definitely my twins. They love to be out and about, <laughs> running around, doing something. They love skating. Like they're they love running. They just love the running community. So I think. Hopefully they keep up with that once they get older and want to do the same thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, what, what is, for you, what are some of the joys and challenges of motherhood? Um, because I'm sure there's, you get the share of both. It's not, it's not an easy job to be a single mom, but you, um, you seem to um, relish in it. Yeah. Uh, the joys are just every day, just waking up. They just are really grateful kids. Like they really are. They love everybody. They show me love every single day. So like it's worth everything I do for them. The challenges is, you know, sometimes they're not too happy about being at work for eight hours or more. Um, so they're, they're, they're challenging me. They want to, you know, run outside. They want to run towards everybody and just hang out with everybody. Um, but other than that, it's all worth it for them to come. I'm so thankful that Big Dog allows me to bring them because I would not be where I'm at right now without them yeah. letting me bring my kids every day. And this is Big Dog Fleet Feed, which yes. is in downtown Columbus, Georgia. Um, and what for you, uh, you know, how do you, um, how do you balance that? Because some folks that may be listening think, you know, man, how do you, as a single mom, how do you find time for, you know, working several jobs and training and, and doing an event like this that we just talked about? I mean, what's uh, for you, how do you, how do you juggle and make sure that like, you know, the priorities are set up correctly? Yeah, so running is kind of the last priority, honestly. You know, as much as I have to run and train, like my, you know, between working and my kids, they come first. So if that means I'm running in, you know, at 1 a.m. when they're sleeping all the way up until 6 a.m. and then just having to like, just get ready for the day after that, that's what I had to do. Just to make sure that they were taken care of and, you know, school was right. They were, you know, seeing their friends and having a life, making sure, you know, I was working and on time and all that stuff. And then running came last just to make sure, you know, everything was right. Yeah. Now, as as a single mom, I mean, and, and you know, um, is it some, sometimes where you think, man, you know, how was I dealt these cards? And, you know, I, I mean, like almost like, 
you know, I, I, I can imagine some people, and deservedly so, kind of throw a pity party. Like, like you know, this is just not easy. Why me? You know, do you ever kind of go through those moments where you're like, you know, I wish things were easier, I guess? Yeah, in the beginning, I had, a, you know, I was very hard on myself. You know, how am I going to find a job? How am I going to find somebody? How am I going to afford somebody to watch them? Um, and then, you know, I went to Reggie, uh, Reggie Luther, and I was like, can I work at Big Dog? You know, I need something, you know? And he's like, yeah, you know, we'll start you off. I didn't think I was going to be where I am now working at Big Dog, you know? Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's it's been, yeah, it's been hard, but I feel like the strongest woman in the world. Two years later, you know, working two jobs, you know, got my own house for me with my kids, you know, um, and just seeing them be there every single day. I just like I said, I feel blessed that they're allowed to be there because um, that's their home. That's their second home. Like we are either there or we're at our home. So, yeah. yeah. And not just for your running um, achievements that you've had. Uh, which we'll talk a little bit about, but um, your achievements as a mom and having these two kids that are, you know, are seem to be very happy. And you, do you hope that, like, you can, like, other people that see you and see Sasha and that you're, like, you know, seem to be thriving um, in this tough situation, do you hope that that can be an inspiration to other women that, like, because there's a lot of single moms out there that, that, that struggle and, and, and deal with, like, the questions you just had, you know? Yeah. No, I've had a few people come to me, you know, and ask me, like, you know, what do I think? And, you know, do they think that, they, you know, do I think that they, they can do what I did? And absolutely, I have, I'm from California. I don't have family here. So I make my running community my family. If I need anything, I'll call them. But the ladies that are here, they have their whole family here. So I'm like always supporting them. Like, you know, if I can do it, they definitely can do it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. There's no instruction manual. No. <laughs> yeah. Happiness. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And uh, kind of going backwards a little bit, uh, you were telling me that you um, you grew up. You were a, a sprinter. I guess I don't know if you ran track or cross country in high school mm -hmm. in, in California. Yeah. So uh, so for you, running's been a part of your life. You know, since pretty young. I mean, where it was all about for you speed, or is it? How did you get into running? Yeah. So um, in high school, I joined the track team. And we always try out for everything just to see where you're good at. And I was just good at the 100 meter and the 200 meter. Um, so I was doing the 100 meter, 200 meter, and the 400 meter when I had to. Um, but I was always a sprinter, and I'm still a sprinter. Like at the end of races, I will take off at the end. <laughs> yeah, so I love to sprint. But, you know, after high school, you don't go to college. I didn't go to college for track. So it just kind of went out the door, and it was like, okay, you know. So I did, like, breast cancer runs, 5Ks, you know. And then when I got, when I got to Columbus, that's where it kind of, you know, it's all on Facebook. Free half marathon. I was like, you know, sure. <laughs> Jumped into a free half marathon, not even running over three miles, and... I, I never stopped after that. It was just so much fun. Now, do you, you know, even nowadays, do you prefer uh, the longer distance things now, the you know, the half marathon, the 50 milers, whatever? Do you prefer that, or do you prefer a 5K or somewhere where you can run faster? I'd be lying to say, like, a half marathon or anything like that, because half marathons are kind of like, marathons are not fun for me. <laughs> half marathon is like, that's it. That's good enough. But 5Ks are just, I don't know. They're, it's, I, they're just a lot more fun. I think we just, we're not exhausted at the end, like too exhausted where we like, we all get together and just have a good time after 5K. So yeah. 
yeah, I enjoy 5Ks and half marathons the most. Yeah, but not not, not 277 miles. No, that was... <laughs> one and done with that. One and done. Yeah, I now support everybody else now. <laughs> and you were talking about two jobs, so um, and, and I know uh, you work at a hotel, but also work at Big Dog Fleet Feet. So um, for you, you know, okay, you, I mean, you literally just, I mean, started doing, like you said, the long distance running about three years ago. Is that right? Yeah. So um, Big Dog, you know, what's it like working there and helping other people, you know, find the right shoes and maybe they're asking you advice on how do I train for my first half marathon, those kind of things. Yeah. Um, I love working at Big Dog. Yeah, I really do. I just, yeah, it's, it's crazy how shoes and everything makes a huge difference. People really don't realize shoes make a massive difference when you put it on and they're just like, I just want to go running now. I'm like, good, go running, you know, <laughs> come back and see us. Because some people don't think about like the fact that investing a hundred bucks, $150, they think, oh, that's a big investment, you know, but you know, how, like how important is that and some of the other gear you have? Because as runners, we don't have as much gear as like other sports, but the, the shoes seem to be the center point the center point yeah absolutely um they make a huge difference but that's the biggest point you just made was the money a lot of people are like well are they close to two hundred dollars you know um and yes and no you can walk out with insoles and socks after you put everything on you know after you're fitted we go through the whole fit process yeah you probably will you know once you fit this fill the socks and how amazing those are and then the insoles might help you out if we're having other issues um, but the shoes i mean it, they make a massive difference. And a lot of people, uh, you know, will come in and they don't think we run. <laughs> we get that question a lot, like, do you run? You know, do you even run? And I'm like, I do. Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, so I don't I don't ever tell anybody. Most people, like, I run across short, you know, I do the race or anything like sure. that. Sometimes I'll just say, yeah, we run on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Come and see us. Um, but, yeah, if they do ask me, I will, you know, I'll tell them everything I've done. And that's a big shocker. And, you know, so, um yeah, the shoes are a huge, huge part. Into yeah. Now, besides the shoes um, and finding the right shoes for you, which can be kind of trial and error, and uh, because you want your feet to feel good and not have those blisters, um, and you mentioned socks as well. What are some other things in terms of people that are new to running or maybe their experience and they've just had some issues with stuff? What What other things have you found are are maybe the mo next most important things? Um, definitely some good running clothes. You know. Sometimes just a lot of people, a lot of clothes come with like seams and stuff. So a lot of our running clothes, you know, just like seamless socks and stuff like that. Um, sports brawls make a huge difference. Definitely for mothers, you know, that just had kids and stuff. They want to feel good running. Um, shorts, shirts, you know, they can cut you up sometimes, men and women. So you come back bloody if you're, you know, get cut the wrong way with a shirt or shorts, you know. Um, sunglasses. You know, a lot of people don't think, you know, some good sunglasses to stay on your face and stuff to, you know, help the sun. Um, we've got tons of stuff in the store. And you were talking about bleeding. That, that's, that deals with chafing, yeah. which, you know, can mm -hmm. happen in several different places, yeah. but mostly in the kind of the chest area, you know, for men as well. What, uh, I mean, are, are there usually, is that something that people maybe don't think about, especially if they're new to run, new to long distance running? Yeah, a lot of people don't think about a lot of things that can, <laughs> you know, even like toe socks. People are like, toe socks, like, we wear toe socks since you were a kid, you know, and they make a massive difference. I will swear by those. Um, since run across <laughs> Georgia, they really saved my feet, like, you know, really saved my feet. Um, so toe socks make a massive difference. Um, 
you know, like I said, a lot of people come in for the nutrition, which is great. You know, if you train with it, it's great. You know, um, like I said, I didn't train with it, so I'm not going to just run out and run across Georgia and, you know, take something that could possibly hurt my stomach. But a lot of people will come in for the nutrition and um, train with it, and that helps them get farther um, and help them out. Um, even the water backpacks, Nathan backpacks, just keeping water. A lot of people, it depends. A lot of people don't like to carry water or they'll carry water on their backpack, on their back, or they've got a, you know, a handheld one. So it's just, you know, you go through all of those. I have my preference. So I'll just let them know, like that was my first experience with uh, water on my, on my belt. You know, they flew out, you know, or something, you know? So like, they're like, oh, that makes sense. Maybe I'll try, you know, a handheld or uh, the Nathan backpack. So everyone's got a preference on everything yeah and there's nutrition i mean people some people like goose or like the little shop like the little kind of blocks of that you can kind of chew as you go or uh tailwind or mm -hmm. there's stuff that you can mix in your water right so yeah. there's all kinds of and, and then like you said it's it's you don't want to try something new on race day Never. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, always train for it with the stuff because it could mess up your stomach some way. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, you know, leading up to Run Across Georgia, you didn't just go, like you said, I mean, it's not one of those things where you can just say, oh, I'm going to do it and I'm just going to start. You had to have some races under under your belt ahead of that. So were you, have you, had you done like a 50K or 50 miler or a, like a certain hour long race that kind of was like for you, like maybe turned the, you know, turned the key and said, okay, well, if I can do that, then let's take the next step, you know. I did not. Um, <laughs> I really came to Georgia and jumped into a half marathon and never run over five miles. Um, and then I said, okay, I'm going to do the endurance race, the six-hour endurance race, and did 33 miles or 31 miles. And then that was it after that, 31 miles. And then I said, I'm signing up for one across Georgia. So I've never personally signed up for a, a marathon or anything farther than a half marathon. So I have, I just went and just the first time got to 130. Was it, was it for you? I mean, like, you know, doing that, um, that, that half marathon or that six hour event, was that scary or intimidating for you as somebody that was used to sprinting, you know, hundred or 200 meters? Yeah, it was, it's scary. But once I, once the race starts, it's out of my head. I'm just kind of cruising. Like if I, I, the goal is like, just make it over a half marathon and you're fine, you know, or maybe just make it to the marathon. That's what I really was. The goal was like, if you can make it a marathon, cool, it'll be your first marathon. I went past the marathon. I just kept going. I was like, oh, well, I feel great. Just keep going. And then I came in first place for the women and for the women for the six, you know, the six hour for the endurance. So, I mean, I just, it's just like in my mind. If I, if I'm just like, I'm just going to keep going, I'm going to do it. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how important is that? Cause you were talking about how, you know, run across Georgia and just doing an, an, a crazy event like that is such a mental game. I mean, you have to physically train for it, but you know, um, how do you, uh, for you, where do you draw from to have that mental strength to kind of say, you know, okay, going to kind of keep moving, keep pushing forward, no matter how I feel, you know? Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe being a mom, I'm sure has has helped you with that. Yeah. No, I just talk. I really, me and my kids are best friends. I'm like, I'm like, do you think you can do it? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. You know. And a lot of people do come to you, and they're like, uh, you think you can do it, or you know, are you sure you want to get into this? And I'm like, yeah. Like, I I'm gonna do it. You know. Like, I the first in the first year, of course, everyone was probably like, yeah. You know. 
so this year that's why everyone was pretty shocked they're like i can't believe you finished this so <laughs> like i can't either but you know yeah, yeah yeah in five days no less and um you know also in terms of the along with the mental strength you know how do you you know um you know what what's for you like you know as you finish this run across georgia you're in a boot now and you've accomplished it like check that off the bucket list you know what's what's next for you i mean do you like okay i'm gonna just simply do my jobs be a mom <laughs> yeah. and, and not go for some crazy uh, adventure anymore yeah. or? who knows um <laughs> i did i never planned for most of the things i sign up for i just see it and i'm like why not um but right now the goal is just to keep my kids in the 5ks like let's just have a good time doing those and I can't wait to like them they leave me I literally am gonna cry when they leave me and they're waiting for me at the finish line they've already they've already beat me you know so I, I bet they probably can I'm just too scared to let them go yeah. Um, but yeah they they you know I just can't wait to watch them now but they'll be faster than you one day oh yeah I'm not sure when that'll happen uh, yeah teenagers or maybe earlier yeah or <laughs> hey you never know yeah and you were talking about how you know for you you know you've got your kids but also the running community has become family for you especially here you know in uh, kind of this part of Georgia and Alabama uh, how important is that because some people you know maybe do a lot of runs solo or maybe they do a lot of group runs um, for you you know how important is it to have people to run with and people to talk with about these shared experiences um, it's very important yeah they've really helped me through this whole entire process you know of getting separated um, they will call me and say, can I get your kids? Or can I, you know, can we take them somewhere? Can they spend the night? Or, you know, even at Big Dog, sometimes they're like, hey, I'm taking your kids to get ice cream or I'm going to take them to the park or something. And um, As long as it's not a stranger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, yeah. It's always, you know, the runners that they're surrounded around all the time and they know them. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's so nice. Even at my church that I finally, like I joined a year ago, they're always, you know, calling to ask if, they could, you know, if, if you don't fill up to getting up for church, we'll just come and get the kids, you know, because the kids just love to go and sing and just play. So, I mean, everyone's just really like has just I'm not a very I'm very quiet and I'll just stay in the back. So um, a lot of people really just kind of like, hey, just let us we'll just come and just take them to, you know, anywhere. And I'm like, OK, you know, first in the beginning, I'd probably been like, no, like I can't do it. You know, anxiety. They like my family. So, yeah, I'm like, yeah my kids deserve, you know, to go out and have some fun, even though I want them there right next to me, so. And they're troopers too, I mean, cause, yeah. they're, cause they're, like you said, like 6 a.m. in the morning, yeah. you're making pancakes for other runners, you know, on, on Saturday mornings. Um, so, I mean, they, they uh, you know, kind of roll with the punches pretty well as well, right? Yeah, they're I, probably the best kids to bring. Because uh, <laughs> a lot of people are like, I could never bring my kids to work with me ten, eight hours a day or something like that, or 6 a.m. at that, you know? So my kids love, you know, it's a little hard to wake them up now because they want, you know, they want to sleep. But once they get to the store, they're running all over. They're excited to see everybody. They're ready for pancakes. So the first ones get pancakes. Um, so they're excited for their M&M pancakes every, on, you know, on Saturday. So they know. You know, they won't be there all day on Saturday. So. And this is kind of their, for them, they just may not know any better because this is kind of their reality. Like, okay, this is fun. We're going on a trip, you know, to, you know, to, to Big Dog, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. And you were talking about church. You know, we talk about fitness and faith on the podcast. For you, you know, um, you know, as a, as a mom, as a runner, uh, somebody who works several jobs, you know, how important is, is faith for you and your kids and your family? Kind of just something to kind of like lean on because you, know, you lean on family and friends, but leaning on you know your faith in something bigger than ourselves yeah 
I definitely um, stopped going to church after I got married. Uh, we just didn't have the same beliefs, so it kind of fell off. So when I um, got separated and I was here for two years, I finally, yeah, I just ran into, um, I go to Eden Church and I ran, I went to some events and I seen everybody and they invited me to come back to church with them and it was, I never stopped going. They were just so welcoming and so nice to me and the kids. So um, definitely a huge, you know, seeing my kids love going, I definitely give them the choice to either, you know, do you guys want to go or don't want to go today? And there, it's an absolute yes every single time. Um, they would love to sit at the front of the church every single time. And I'm like, oh no, we're gonna stay at the back, you know. And they're always like, you're always welcome to sit at the front, you know. But no, um, my kids love to sing and they love to, you know. So I mean, I love watching them, you know, even pray at dinner. Like my daughter's like, we're we're ready, you know. And the things that come out of their mouth, I'm just like. It's crazy. It's amazing things that the, the kids, and because we, our job is to teach and mentor and guide our sons and daughters, but it's amazing sometimes how they oftentimes can guide us. I mean, at a young age, but also older as well. So do you, do you find that as, as well? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm shocked sometimes, my daughter, the things that comes out of her mouth or the things her teachers tell me, you know? They're always, they'll call just to tell me like a progress thing and she'll be in the office on speaker in front of everybody in the office just to say like, thank you for being such a good mom. Thank you for working so hard. Um, and I just start crying because I'm like, oh, you see me. And that's it's crazy because I don't think, you know, and I don't think they don't see me, but I don't think they see how much I struggle every single day and they do. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you did do a fantastic job as a mom, but also as a runner, and we wish you well in your recovery after 277 miles across Georgia. You deserve a break, a rest. <laughs> yeah. I know you're still working yeah. your jobs, but, but for you, you know, maybe a break from running, perhaps mentally and physically. It's, I'm sure you don't mind, you know, not running right now. Absolutely. <laughs> so thank yeah. you so much. I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to talk to Sasha, and uh, she uh, said she's going to be a listener to the Run the Race podcast now, so I hope she's uh, able to listen to some of the past 110 episodes. And you can find all those at WTVM.com slash podcast. And uh, you can also go to Google Play, Stitcher, uh, Spotify. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you have an iPhone, you have that little uh, purple uh, app with a microphone on it. If you click on that and listen to any of these episodes, if you go to Run the Race, the page that has all my episodes previously, you go down to the bottom of that page, just scroll down quickly, and you'll see an opportunity to write a review. And you know, if, if you like our podcast, Run the Race, you can give it five stars and write a, a couple sentences real quick. Give me the, the good, the bad, and the other. Ugly. You know, let me know what you think. You know, you know what you like about it, what you don't like, and uh, love to get that feedback. And uh, we've had about forty or fifty reviews, and uh, keep them coming. And, and we'd love for you to share this with other folks as well using hashtag Run the Race. We talk about uh, being awesome uh, physically, spiritually, mentally, you know, mind, body, and soul. So uh, thank you so much for uh, continuing to listen to this podcast as we will try to keep it going. But uh, I wanted to give you, as promised, a race recap from my latest marathon, which happened on a Tuesday. I know that's kind of strange. Most of them happen on Saturdays or Sundays. But, you know, I'm trying to get a marathon, 26.2 miles in all 50 states. This was number 19 for me. So uh, I've been going at it for about five or six years. And uh, maybe it's going to take me another eight or nine years at least. Uh, So almost halfway there. This was Rhode Island, one of the smallest states. And uh, this uh, was, you know, 6 a.m. start. So I was at a hotel about 15 minutes away. So it was about a 4 a.m. wake-up call for me, eating some nice breakfast and 
coffee and letting nature take its course. And uh, this is uh, was a race, my first one, with mainly marathons. If you haven't heard them before, uh, it's two guys from Minnesota, brothers, one of them uh, with dreadlocks and uh, just some great guys, very well-organized race. And what they do is they have 73 marathons per year all around the nation. In fact, 73 marathons, and, and they cover all 50 states during those marathons. And what they do is they have at least a dozen series throughout the year where they'll do anywhere between five to seven marathons um, on back-to-back days in different states. So this was the New England series, and had six races, six days, six states. And, um, you know, I just did one of them. But some people were doing all six, and some people, there was a, a series right before that, kind of back-to-back, uh, um, the uh, kind of a, a series that went through Maryland and Virginia. So there was 11 days straight that they had marathons in 11 different states. And so some people were doing all 11. It was amazing. One guy was a couple, about 20 years older than me in his 60s doing all 11. And, you know, I haven't done back-to-back marathons. The closest I've done is probably within – three weeks of each other. So uh, maybe maybe in the future, I'll try that with mainly. But this one uh, was in Lincoln, Rhode Island. It's about 40 minutes south of Boston. So I had a chance to spend some time in Boston going around that big city a little bit before the race. But this was in the parking lot of a rest area. Um, and the, the race was run on a, a nice state park trail. So this was a loop that we do over and over again. It was 1.65 miles, give or take. And we do that 16 times to try to get those 26.2 plus miles. So, And during the, each loop, there's about a half mile hill uh, that you go up and down. Um, so we did that 16 times. So you got to hold after a while. You eventually start walking on those. So we had 60 finishers for the marathon. I finished third overall. I had a couple females that were faster than me, but uh, I finished in about uh, four and a half hours. Uh, very proud of that finish time. Wasn't looking to do my fastest at all. Just wanted to kind of check Rhode Island off the list. And uh, it was cool seeing some of those, a lot of those same smiling or struggling runners or walkers a bunch of times, you know, 10, 20 times kind of passing them and giving them high fives and talking to folks. You get to know them. They, they're strangers maybe at the start of the race, but they become your friends and people kind of, you know, shared misery or shared joy along the way of that race and uh it was it's kind of you know low frills races that mainly marathons puts on you do get a medal you do get a t-shirt um but uh it's it's getting that that loop over and over again and uh but you know what was amazing is they had some awesome volunteers they were at the aid station so you see them every couple miles and if you want to stop and get something to drink and they have tons of food choices they had pickles and chips and cookies and they even made some sliders and just lots of a variety of snacks to choose from uh, uh, before during and after the race so once again i, I highly recommend mainly marathons uh, got in uh, rhode island and then uh just about five days after that i uh, was uh this was something that i was asked to do several months prior but I was a pacer for a local 5K here called Beat Beethoven, a 5K that was organized and a fundraiser for the uh, Greater Columbus Youth Orchestra, and uh, or the Youth Orchestra of Greater Columbus, YOGC. I uh, highly su- recommend you support them. And uh, there was uh, um, about 75 runners for this race, including my son, and I was Beethoven. So what it was is uh, Beethoven has a famous fifth symphony. It goes dun 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 dun. You know, you guys know it. So um, that fifth symphony by Beethoven takes 
to play, it takes about 33 minutes and 32 seconds. So that was my target as a pacer, as Beethoven. And the organizers uh, gave me a wig to put on, a dress shirt, and a little scarf, a uh, music scarf, to try to look like Beethoven. So I wore that for the race, and I was Beethoven, and uh, Ludwig von Beethoven. So roll over Beethoven, I, I uh, did the race and finished in that time, and uh, about 40 of the 70 people finished. They beat Beethoven. They finished ahead of me. So that was the goal, kind of the shtick of the race. So that that was cool, that, you know, to do the marathon, then do that. And so now I'm just taking a break from training a little bit, still running, but uh, I'll, I'll ramp up here in just a little bit. Now to our final segments of the podcast, including a parting gift from a mother herself, an actress, and then our closing prayer. All right, we usually like to close with some uh, inspiration. We already got a lot of uh, inspiring words and stories from Sasha Hathaway, our guest for this episode of Run the Race. Uh, now we've got a quote from uh, for our parting gift from actress Halle Berry. She says, For me, motherhood is learning about the strengths I didn't know I had and dealing with the fears I didn't know existed. So, you know, through life, you know, fatherhood, motherhood, um, being a coworker. Uh, being a brother or sister, a friend, we learn about that. We learn about, okay, strengths that we maybe were forced to learn about that, you know, uh, things to try or things, you know, we didn't know our strengths until we, until we did it. And, uh, you know, uh, there's things that maybe we're perhaps could be afraid of um, that we didn't know about until we go through something. And so, you know, uh, learning about those things, I think is, is important. You learn about yourself, you learn about who you lean on, what you lean on, and, and uh, what's important in your life perspective. Um, and, and like Sasha, I agree, you know, um, running is, you know, I enjoy it, but it's not, it's a low priority for me. Uh, my, uh, for me, my faith, my family, my friends and, and, and my job, you know, obviously they become, they come before running uh, like her as well. Closing now in prayer, dear Lord, I just thank you for, uh, you know, all the moms out there and dads as well that like, you know, uh, help us to, to find our strengths and find our weaknesses as well, Lord Jesus, and uh, that you will uh, you will guide us uh, in whatever we do. Uh, thank you for the opportunity to run, uh, run the race of life, but also, you know, just run to be physically strong and, and mentally strong as well, uh, that you will help us to achieve those things and to give you glory um, every step of the way and every achievement we have that it, it belongs to you. And uh, because you give us these bodies and, and uh, the ability and, and to, to do this in this world in the short time that we're here, uh, pray for our world as we continue to face crisis after crisis. And uh, Lord Jesus, help us to be strong and uh, that we will come out of this uh, better. And uh, we will look to you for all of our needs. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much again for uh, choosing Run the Race. Remember, tell your friends about it um, and tell your, you know, whether they're runners or not. You know, we talk about uh, faith on here. We talk about other fitness aspects from working out to wrestling to biking to uh, basketball, baseball, that kind of thing. By the way, go Braves. Uh, they've um, at last counted won about at least 11 or 12 in a row. So hopefully they'll keep the running streak going by the time the winning streak going, the, by the way. Um, and uh, so uh, hopefully that will be something that uh, we can continue on with. Uh, and so uh, I will continue my running and uh, hope you will do what you do as well. And uh, don't let anything discourage you or bring you down. Uh, I know life gets busy sometimes and it gets hot out there too. Uh, but uh, just do the best you can. Have a great one.